Warning, this episode contains profanity, vulgar language, adult situations, very strange, unusual things, robots coming out of people's heads, insanity, craziness, zombies, well not really zombies, and random things which you wouldn't expect happening, parodies, and blarg. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spark and Monger Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How you doing today? Pretty good, I hope. And joining me today is the lovely and wonderful Belchan. How you doing today? Hello. Yes, I have someone additional on this show for the first time in a long time, so I'm so happy I'm not alone. Yay! Uh, so, before anything else, I should say welcome to our new listeners and to our returning listeners. Hi, how you doing? Hope you can't wait for another episode. And uh, some people you probably wondering, what is Spyrokin? Well, Spyrokin decided that provides information for you about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode, I'll review one or two manga, depending on the situation. And if I have a co-host like the lovely Belchamp. And what happens is that I'll give you a little bit of information about how the art is, what the story's about, and that way you can tell if you want to read it or not. Because you don't want to go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool. And it turns out it sucks. I do all the dirty work. You don't have to agree with anything I say, but hopefully I inform you enough to make an informed decision. So, what is new with you, Belchan? I just recently graduated with a master's I'm just I'm just enjoying my summer vacation. Just went to Canada. Interesting. It's very nice, clean. Mm, that's good. <laughs> so clean, nice, and well, that's good. We all want to relax on our vacations because, of course, for those of you who know, the end of August is the beginning of school time. Bum bum bum. And we're all dreading that. And of course, episode 65 is going to be the back to school special. So remember, kids, it's time to hit the books. So that should be kind of fun, especially with my mystery guest, who hopefully he'll show up this time. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so either way, what else is new with the Spark and Manga View? Well, not much, really. Just chilling out, working. I took a little hiatus from writing for Anime 3000 due to certain, well, stuff happened, which I'm not going to get into. And, but I don't think you want to hear about that, because it sounds like I'm, I don't know, planning? Yeah, that, that that works. So it sounds like I'm convention. So should we should we get on with it? Yes, let's go. Let's get on. Okay, so let's start off. And first off, let's get in with the news. Let's get on with the news of the week. And there is pretty much nothing. Just a couple of releases. And well, Ponyo's coming out next week, and that should be a little bit of fun. Hopefully, it's as good as they say. Cause I love the bootleg I got. I got a hold of it a couple of months ago, and it's in subtitles, so when it does come out, it should be pretty good, but we'll see what happens, and I've heard that Noah Cyrus and, um... Miley Cyrus? No, the sister. It's the sister, um, and one of the Jonas Brothers is going to be the main characters. They're playing six-year-olds, so I don't know how I feel about that. We'll see what happens, and what is it? It comes out the 16th? 
Yeah, it's 16th. It's different. Yeah, so we'll see if we'll see if it's good or if it's bad or anything. So that's just about it, really. Um, now, before we get into the review of this episode, because it is an interesting episode, I got an email from a one of my fans who asked me the quick question of why was I hating on Clannad in the last episode, episode 61, and I wanted to just give a little brief blah before to explain myself. Now, I don't hate Clannad. I actually really enjoy the visual novel now for people who are like Belchan who don't know what a visual novel is it's an online game which you play and it's like a dating simulation you know you click things it's a point and click adventure where it tells you a story on how to hook up with a girl or so on and so forth no it's not like that anyway it's just it's like a little romance story some of them are some are more extreme and more disturbing but either way Clannad is a very romantic and good story and I love I love the visual novel. I also like the anime a lot. It's a lot of fun, especially that closing theme. Dango Dango. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like that. That theme. Um, the dumplings. Really like, they look like marshmallows. Yeah, the dumplings. And it was one so of the cute. things which they emphasized in the manga, and on the manga, in the anime, about the fact that her best friends were those dangos that she drew on a poster one time, and she wrote a story about them. And here on and there, and just... You know, the manga just didn't do it for me. I don't know why. So I'm sorry that you didn't appreciate the fact that I was hating on the manga, but that's my feelings. It's most times I really like the manga over the anime because it's a lot better. But in this case, the manga failed horribly. And so sorry about that, Dan. I apologize, but bleh. That's all I can say to you. Oh, also, before I forget, of course, on the 19th of August, we do have the end of the contest, which is to send in three questions. Well, I've asked three questions in the last three episodes. You answer the three questions, and you will receive the first 11 volumes of Yee Show. But you have to answer the three questions. First question is, what is your name? Second, what is your favorite podcast? You don't have to put down Spark and Monger Review, but it would help. And third, what manga was I supposed to review in episode 30? Answer those three questions, and then I will spin the top 10 people on the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number lands on, that's who's going to get the big prize. However, don't worry. If you are in that top 10 list, you'll be receiving a possible gift prize because I have several mangas I have to get rid of, and I don't want to use it on swapforbooks.com. Where it's pretty cool. Now, for this top, the top ten, do you just pick them for the first, first people who... Pretty much that's what's going to happen. The first ten people who've done it. I have a couple of other people. However, because of certain things and things they said in the email, I'm going to have to not let them participate because they were somewhat callous and rude. And one guy just couldn't even spell his name right. And I don't think it was a language barrier. I think it was drunk when he sent it. I don't know. I just don't know. It sounded like he was drunk. It was like, name, like, okay, is that with seven R's or three? And, you know. Hey, that person might be listening. Oh, well, <laughs> if, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. If, send me another one with your name <laughs> written legibly, and we'll see what happens. But, hmm. So, I think that's it for the basic stuff before the review, because I think they're waiting for this review, because it is a big episode for mm -hmm. this one, especially for the insanity and in just craziness which is this series. So, should I get on with it, or should I just babble on and on for another five minutes? Yes. Go on with it. 
I should get on with it? Yes. Well, get on with it. Okay, so for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review, if you remember from the last episode, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a very interesting and strange series. Now, this series is actually an adaption of a OVA series, and the original OVA series was created by Gainax and Production IG, and was released by Syncpoint in the United States and Madman Entertainment in Great Britain. The series originally came out April 26, 2000 to March 16, 2001, and there were six episodes. Pretty cool series, very odd and surreal. But they decided to adapt a manga into it, and the interesting thing is that the manga actually ended way after the series ended, but it started directly like a week later. So there was a little issue, because there's only two mangas, two volumes, two takobans. And the manga was adapted by Hajime Ueda, and was published in Japan by Kodansha. And Togepop picked up both volumes, and, well, it's considered a senin. But I'd say the series is really just a science fiction-y, action-y, giant robot, very surreal and odd, and very perverse at times series. And that series, which I'm going to be reviewing, or we're going to be reviewing, is... Furikuri. Or FLCL. Or Furikuri! Now, what would you say about Furikuri? Bell-chan, what would you say? Um, well, I have to say that I've only seen the anime. Mm -hmm. I haven't read the, the manga. Actually, I just saw the, the anime recently. And it just struck me as being very, very odd and just weird. And when I first saw it, I was just like, wow, this is just really weird. And <laughs> no, what the fuck, or why is this happening? No, I just thought it was interesting. But, you know, it's, it's like a lot of... I didn't really, when watching the anime, I didn't really know what was going on at first, and then it sort of came together slowly. Uh, yeah, it's one of those series where if you you have to watch the whole thing to get the whole picture of what's going on, because they really don't give you any information about it, and the manga is a little more bizarre, a little more confusing, and very different, because the first volume is a retelling of the first two episodes of the series and then the second part is three four and five redone repackaged revamped removing a bunch of little aspects here and adding some stuff there and they've created all this new stuff which is pretty interesting it's very bizarre the manga and the art style would be considered just very i don't want to say gothic but it's very peculiar i mean from an art therapy standpoint what would you say is the the mentality behind that art and the style of it. Well, I think the art style is very loud. You say it's loud? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's very loud. It's just, you know, everything is... Just bizarre with the black shades and just very graphic. Is it? Some of the pictures are very just disturbing. The imagery is just perplexing at times. And then other times it's very simple and simplistic. Would you say it's very dark and... Yeah, it's very and dark. A crazy. <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah, especially with just some of the scenes of Haruko, where sometimes she seems very childish and very cute, and then other times she looks like a horrific and horrible monster who's going to rip out now to skull. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So, the basic premise of what Fully Cooly is is about a kid named Nauta. Now, Nauta is a 10 year old kid who's 
just he wants to grow up now. You know how those kids are when they're young and they just like, I'm a grown up now. I'm too old to play with my toys and I'm too old for this and I'm too old. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. He's a 50 year old in a 10 year old body. <laughs> and it's kind of stupid. But he has this, well, he has a fixation on his older brother. Now his older brother, Tasuke, left just to go to America. He said, I'm going to go seek my fortune in baseball, and he left, and now to unlike his brother is just, you know, he's a typical younger brother. He thinks of the world of his older brother, and especially with a role model like his insane father and grandfather, well... Yeah, he probably feels like lost without him or something. Yeah, and then you have the fact that his brother's ex-girlfriend, Mamimi, who's this 17-year-old girl, has been hanging out with him and just kind of, well... Suffice to say, she's 17 years old, and the thing she does with this 10-year-old should be technically... Well, then it's not pedophilia yet, or is it pedophilia? Uh, uh, In Japan, uh, it's 14. 14 is the legal age of consent, so it technically would be pedophilia. It's pedoph a little perv perverted. <laughs> yeah, she makes out with him and just does things with him by the riverside. And you really don't know much about her, except that she's a pyromaniac, and, well, she's a little... Meh. And what happens is that just life is kind of boring because they live in this city of Ma base and there's not much going on. I mean, the only really interesting thing is there's this huge factory that's called Medical Mechanica. No one knows what the hell they do there. The only thing is that it's shaped like... An iron. Yeah, yeah this big... There's like all these steam coming out. It's yeah. very weird. It's just weird and unusual and just no one says anything about it. It's like, oh, there's a giant iron in the over there. Let's just ignore it and go on with our lives. It's, it is kind of weird because one day as Naota and who Mamimi calls Takun and Mamimi are hanging out under a bridge, they're just sitting there just talking about things and Mamimi is starting to do very naughty and disturbing things to Naota. Well, suddenly an insane woman drives up saying, Itadaki Mamoth! Which, for those of you don't, who know, that's a bastardization of Itadakimas or it's time to eat. And she proceeds to hit him with her Vespa. Yeah, and she knocks him dead, or she, you think that he's dead. And mm. then she suddenly kisses him. Well, and she freaks out at first. She's like, wait, 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 wait. What did I do to Takun? What did I do to. Uh, or Tarokun? Uh, Tarokun is like. John Smith. It's a very generic name. And Mimi's like, wait, 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 what are you doing? This is Tarakun. This is Naoto. What are you doing? No, this is Ta Tarakun. And I killed him. Why did I kill him? And so, here's where things diverge because immediately after this accident with the car hitting, Naoto wakes up in his house with a bandage on his forehead. He doesn't know why. And he's like, wait, what, what the? What happened? I was out with Mimi. Now I'm in my, I'm in my house. What is this? Why this happen? So he goes downstairs, and he sees the most shocking thing at his table. He sees a robot with a TV sitting at his table. He sees the crazy woman with the Vespa sitting at his table. And he sees his dad and his grandpa just going like, Oh, hey, Nauta, how are you doing today? And they're very just odd and perplexed. She's like, What's, why is this woman here? And she's like, oh, they hired me. I'm the new housemaid. I'm Haruka Haruhara. And then... Escalates to this very odd montage sequence of what the fuck is going on. Of, oh, how do you know? How do you know each other? Oh, because she hit me. What do you mean she hit you? It's like, oh, I caught him making out with someone. What do you mean you were making out with someone? You. <laughs> and then, just like if you read, 
if you watch the anime, there's a huge montage sequence of manga clips. That's exactly what happens, where he freaks out and talking about fundling yum-yums and footy-cooty, uh, footy-cooty. And it's pretty just bizarre at that point, from this point on, because he goes back and remembers what happened. Because he suddenly remembers, it's like a flashback, he sees that when he was knocked out, you see this horn, which is a very phallic shape, out of his head. And then, of course, Mimimi goes, touches it, and Har is like, you shouldn't touch that. Clean girls don't touch things like that until their wedding day. <laughs> There's a lot of profane and vulgar language and sexual innuendos throughout this series. There's a lot of little sexy things here and there. And from that point, as he's kind of knocked unconscious, Naoto kind of told Mamimi, Oh, Mamimi, by the way, my brother, he found a girlfriend in America. I'm sorry. And she freaks out, and after she freaks out, suddenly he has a big pain in this horn in his head, and what pops out? The robot. Yeah, the TV robot and a hand. And they proceed to get into a huge, cool mecha robot battle, and then Mamimi sees the giant robot and says, Oh my god, it's Lord Conti! <laughs> and from here on out, it gets just fucking weird. With And this is the first three chapters, by the way. If you're completely lost, that's the way you should feel. The series makes no sense whatsoever unless you read it four times and even if you read the wiki page it still makes no fucking sense although what i think it's funny is that he always says oh there's nothing that's going on it's just a boring time so that after every episode but but there's really a lot going on yeah there's all this stuff going on like the fact that you have these weird robots appearing and all this crazy stuff which goes on now there now, the manga has a lot of divergences from the anime series, and Spoiler City, sorry guys, I'm gonna spoil the heck of it. If you wanna watch FLCO beforehand, stop right now, pause the podcast, go rent the movie, rent all four OVAs, or you can download it online, watch all the episodes, then come back. We'll wait here. You think they paused the the podcast or they kept going <laughs> cheaters well fine it's on your fucking head if, <laughs> about what happened so either way so what happened is that one of the major divergences first off is the fact that in the in the anime Naoto in a bit of rage over the fact that it's hinted that Haruhara and his father Nandaba well they were intimate uh, having sex Nauta, in a fit of rage, bashed him over the head with a baseball bat and killed him. But it turns out that that is actually a robot that Haruko made in order to try and rebuild the whole NO system, which I'll get into in a moment. And what happened is that, in the manga, on the other hand, he actually does kill his father. Oh. It's very Oedipal, if you think about it. Oedipal meaning the fact that it's wanting to kill your father in order to be with your mother. And the fact is that he's in love with Haruko, and the fact that his father is his rival, he automatically takes action and just, well, uh, so brutal. The, so in the manga, he really does kill his father. He bashes him over the head with a baseball bat and just keeps hitting him. And that, it just ends like that? No, 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 no. This is way before everything goes freaking crazy. It's very disturbing. Yeah, just a little bit. Now, back to the NO. I said the NO. Now, the thing which is why all the robots come out of Nauta's head is because of the fact he has an NO portal in his head. A non, it's like a non-existent portal which 
kind of is a wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Doctor Who reference? Oh yes, I had to do with the Doctor Who reference, of course. So it, it's a portal which leads to Medical Mechanica because of the fact that Haruko opened this portal into Nauta's head because she's trying to find Atomisk. Now, Atomus is this pirate, this pirate lord who's the most powerful space pirate in the universe, and she's trying to get a hold of his power. And what happens is that through the NO portal, a bunch of stuff can come out of it. Now, in the anime series, it's slowly explained over time. In the manga, it's just a short panel in the corner because a guy shows up and starts telling the grandfather about it. And just says, oh, there's an old portal, blah, 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 blah. And you, if you don't pay attention to it, if you just skip over the panel, you're not going to know what's going on. Um, the commander, Amaro, shows up in one panel for two seconds, so he's not even in there. And, well, the only other characters who really there's a big difference is Iri Ninamura, who is this girl who's in the class, who's the very, you know, the president of the classroom girl with the long hair who's saying, who's that? Well, she's just like Nata, she's obsessed with acting grown up, but she just kind of gets angry and excited and just kind of anal. And what happens is that in the manga, she the same thing happens where she gets a robot out of her head and it pops out, but the difference is that she actually could control this robot unlike where it's just a large giant massacre where the robot tries killing everybody. She controls it and then later during the final battle she actually goes and saves the day. Of course, one thing I can't forget is the fact that Conti is able to merge with Nauta and they become super being later on, which hints at the whole Atomesque thing, which that's giving a little more spoilers which I'm not going to really get into, but it's done a little more tastefully and not as trippy as it is in the anime, but it's so cool to see Nauta and Conti become super Conti and just kick ass and beat things up and shoot things. That was done pretty well in my opinion. Either way, there's a little more that goes on, but I'm not going to spoil every single thing because... You have to read this, or try to read this. Now, as you can tell in the background, I've been playing the music, because the music is truly fitting for this series. You should listen to this while reading the manga, just because it's so freaking crazy and just nuts. But, uh... I have to see, say what I've seen so far. I, I really like the anime series. No, the series is truly excellent, and the manga is really, really good. I mean, the art style is dark and disturbing at times, and very unusual at times. It's just a little bizarre, and it makes you want to read more. It entices you just to be, ooh, I want to look at this again. I want to read more of what's going on. I want to see what happens to Nauta. And at the end, with the just the very different ending than the anime series, at the ending, you're just kind of like, wait, does that make, is that what happened? And it's just kind of like, it leaves you even more puzzled, because anime series gives you a definite ending of kind of what happened. In the manga, it kind of hints at an ending, and you're a little confused by what happened. I actually thought that M Mamimi was the love interest of Naota. Um, Mamimi at first is the interest of Naota, but you find out that she's just kind of using him. Mm. That he's just a replacement for, for Tasuke. The brother. So does the brother ever come back? No, it's only it's only like said six episodes. It's very short. You don't know what happens to the brother. You just you just see from Nala's point of view, and he just grows up. I mean, at the end, he does save Mamimi from an insane Haruko. 
more spoilers, but... Oh, and um, if you're worried about the robots not appearing, only one robot doesn't appear, just the stupid... Uh, well, the hand doesn't show up, and also the wonderful and lovely stupid meteorite which turns into a baseball glove throwing a baseball. That doesn't show up. Um, of course, my personal favorite robot, the one in the trench coat, does show up, and that's awesome. And he's just as cool as he is in there. I've shown you clips of the robot that's in the trench coat with the guns underneath this. But anyway. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just babbling too much. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. The design is, like I said, it's just very odd. And just... I don't know what I could say about this series too much. I mean, there's a lot of little gags here and there that make reference to different things. And... If I had to compare this to a real, um, a very different series, it's very similar to the Tank Girl series. Now, Tank Girl, for those of you who don't know, is this English comic which is very odd and peculiar. My point is that it just has that type of shock value at times, where it's just very shocking and just very confusing, some could say alarming, disturbing, degenerated, just something very shocking and peculiar at times. I digress. It's definitely worth reading, though. Oh, it's definitely yeah. worth reading, and just... It has a lot of controversial stuff in it, but it's still really, really a good series. And there is some grisly stuff going on, which is just kind of screwed up, and some things which are very, very inappropriate. And, for example, one thing that does happen in the end is that Grandpa and his unnamed war buddy, who looks like a pimp because he's wearing a black long hat and a black trench coat, decide to suicide bomb Medical Mechanica. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. They take a bomb into the place and they blow it up. I know. It just sounds really bizarre. It is bizarre. It's a lot of characters do die in this series. And it's there's a lot of just graphic imagery and there's a lot more violence, a lot more sex in it. it just it's a little more gritty, I'd say. There is, like I said, a lot of use of ink in this and it just makes some of the stuff look a lot heavier than it should be and the shading is just insane at some points. It's like, let's just take this entire character and instead of actually drawing Shading outlines, let's shade the whole body so he looks like an evil monster. <laughs> and other times, let's just, let's not even use any shading, let's just outline. Outline, it's all pretty. But I mean, what can you really expect? This is a Gynex series. All Gynex series are freaking insane and freaking addictive. Well, most of them are anyway. We won't get into that until the wonderful Gynex episode. So, for this episode, I'm going to have to give Furikuri, unfortunately, a Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered hockey or gummies, which is the second highest rating. Now, it didn't get the full rating because it's so bizarre and hard to follow. You agree or you give it a higher rating? No, I agree. I mean, from what I've seen, it was, it was very hard to follow at first. Yeah, that's it's, it's a great series. It's really good, really enjoyable, and it's addictive. It's also not something you give to a first-time anime fan. You'd agree? You've never seen anime before and you watch it, you'd be just like, I don't want to watch this anime. Um, I guess it depends on yeah. the person. It just depends on the person? I think so. Oh, okay, I guess I'm wrong with that statement. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's all I could say really about the series. We've talked about it for, I don't know, 30 minutes? Give or take? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, I think that's all I could really say about except that the music is awesome, manga is awesome, the anime is awesome, 
And the ringtone I have for the series is awesome. I have to say the action oh, the, in, the, in the anime are pretty awesome. Yeah, so if you have a chance, check it out. If any bookstore have a friend, lend it to you. It's truly worth it. It's truly fun and just really out there. Uh, I think that's it for the review. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for this review. Pretty much. I'm sorry that I'm talking over you. I'm sorry. You're not talking over you. Not? You sure? No. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Anyway, so. Let me give you some of the contact information, of course, because I should give that out, because some people have questions, concerns, comments, statements, angry, vulgar voicemails, or they just want to threaten me with my life for not coming out on time. Or they're angry at you for giving away the end of Bully Quilly. In the beginning, I said there were spoilers. You can't say anything about that. I said in the beginning, in the morning. But either way, you can email me at sparkin at gmail.com. Of course you can add me as a friend on Twitter under Spirekin. You can check me out on Xbox Live, Zan Space Spirekin. Zan is X-A-N, not Z-A-N, not S-A-N, it's X-A-N. Like Xander. Also, of course, you can call me at 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK, the monk line. If you do send me a voicemail, I will play it on air. I've gotten a couple, but usually they're either drunk dials or it's someone just being like, I hate you. Just prank calling, and I don't appreciate that. And we have your number on here, so I would appreciate if you do call. Please be nice. Please be just good. Um, you can also check me out on anime3000.com. I write articles under editorials and so on and so forth. And also, I am on Facebook under the group Spirekin Manga Review. All you gotta do is click on the group and join. I give updates and other things. And also, I do have a forum which no one ever goes to. That's spirekin.rapidboards.com. And I'm a frequenter of the fightbait.com forward slash forums forum. You can check me out on there. And I think that's about it for all the contact information, right? Excellent. Okay. Phone number, Facebook, Twitter... Oh, yes, I'm also on iTunes, <laughs> more importantly. Leave a comment. I appreciate that. I know it was like five minutes of me just saying how to contact me, but I must sound very needy. Because <laughs> no one wants to contact me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I sound so depressed. Perhaps. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it for the episode. Am I forgetting anything? I don't know. It feels like I'm forgetting. I am? Wheel of Manga. Oh, yes. So it is that time. It's time for the one, the only... Wheel, Wheel of, of manga. manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. What is the Wheel of Manga? Pretty much it is a wheel which has ten numbers on it, and I've assigned ten mangas to the wheel. And what happens when I spin the Wheel of Manga? Well, whatever manga it lands on, that's the one you can review. Yep, for the of next. Of course. Of course, of course. And so, should I spin the wheel? Will you do the honors for spinning? I'll hold it for you. So, spin. Not bad. So, number nine. So, for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing. Oh my god, it's a clamp series. Man of Many Faces, which is a spin-off of Clamp School Detectives, which is a spin-off of X, which is a spin-off of 50 other series. Yay! Yay, and more Clamp. Gotta love Clamp. It's very depressing, though. Yeah, but you gotta love 
Oh yeah, because all the violence and blood and all of the incest and twincest and... Drama. Oh yes, drama galore. So much drama. <sighs> so I think that's it for this episode. I don't think there's anything else we could really talk about. I mean, unless we want to talk about the stock market or... or... No, that's it. That's it for this episode. So, remember, contest is on the 19th, so you do have to send me an email. Also, thank you, Belchamp, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, and I would like to thank you as well. Because we always love having you on here, and, you know, and I know you've read Man of May Faces, and you like Clamp so much. So, hopefully next episode you'll be on, and we good. Yeah, definitely. And And it's been fun. Yep. Hopefully it's been fun. Oh, before I forget, also, remember... Besides episode 65, which is the wonderful and luxurious back-to-school episode, we also have episode 67, which is the Dragon Ball episode. And finally, episode 69, a very special episode. <laughs> You're so bad. Hey, I've got we've got four other podcasters for that episode who are going to be on me talking about this. It should be pretty interesting. We're going to be all on the same show just talking about different mangas of a very special nature. <laughs> Remember, it's a very special episode. <laughs> what? Am I being rude? 69. What? What's wrong with 69? It's a very special episode. What? I'm not trying to hype it up or anything or make people want to listen to the episode. I don't know if we're talking about. Anyway, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spirekin Manga Review. And, well, as usual. This is Bell Chan. And I'm your host, Zan. Thank you for listening. We're gone, too. Thank you.